0: Hello and welcome to the Taperms podcast.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome.
0: I am Tony Taperm. Here's another episode. We got Ramon here. Howdy do. Got Cesar. Hello. And a recurring guest back for the psych check. It's Freddy Soltero.
2: Buenas tardes. Woo.
0: Yeah, so Woo. here we are getting ready for a <laughs> fun show. Lots of stuff to get to it. So, roll the intro. cesar just came in to the studio with a, a pizza i mean we're not eating it right now but we just had it and it was
3: it was a little cold but it's kind of good it
0: huh? was
1: cold as hell there's so, nothing so better so than, than cold free? pizza bro
3: yeah uh at the laboratory i help out at they we always have pizza for lunch and and um i always request the bacon jalapeno and um and they indulge you yeah they always indulge me even though no one likes it but me. So I always <laughs> so, get to take home a li- huge box. He
0: literally brought home a large box of pizza.
3: Yeah. Um, the pizza, they, the, the, the joint they ordered it from, um, literally had never made it until we requested it, which just tells me a lot about Pasadena if you've never made a bacon jalapeno pizza. Yeah, what
1: the fuck? I feel yeah, like that's, that's a stupid pizza. Yeah. What does that
3: tell you about Pasadena? It tells me a lot of things. They're
1: very uh health health conscious. There's a
3: jalapeno as- shortage. <laughs> There's a bacon shortage.
1: They got all the bacon you need right here. But yeah. they, they, they don't like the spice.
3: <laughs> Men are pigs?
0: I, I know uh, we've had a lot of pizza stories. We tried what? that deep dish place by USC. Oh, that my. sucks. It, you
3: know what? I feel bad, but I also don't feel bad because I walked by the other day and it closed down.
0: <laughs> Thank God. There you go. Um, but What's that one? Blaze pizza. Blaze. I love um, Blaze. Sounds good. I'm a fan of Blaze.
2: Is that the... Oh, no. I'm mixing up. What's the one with the... What's the one that has the fucking degrees? A certain number of degrees oh, in the Oh, yeah. 800-something. Yeah, yeah, 800 800 something. Yeah, something. yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about, though. Are they wood-fired, or what's the what's the deal with them? Uh, I don't oh, know, bro. but I'm
3: pretty sure I've had them, and I didn't it's hate propane, them. It's propane, bro. It's propane? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Clean burning pizza, bro. <laughs>
3: bro, the Denver Zoo? I had some barbecue there.
1: Wait, what? At the Denver Zoo? Yeah.
3: <laughs> it was so good.
1: They roasted that, of that shit food.
3: on. <laughs> they roasted their own zebras. It was zebras? a whack <laughs> little barbecue burger. <laughs> the barbecue was amazing. Just had to let that out.
0: You wouldn't think that the barbecue in Denver—it's usually like Nashville or or, or uh, yeah, like Kansas City, Kansas o- yeah, yeah, Texas,
2: whatever. It was, it was yeah. so good. So yeah, dude, what's Colorado barbecue like? That's the only place
3: I had it And it was really good It was just a little brisket burger The bread was cheap It was like Wonder Bread And the (laughs) meat just did not look good But it was so good Like whoever the dude was there He was making some legit barbecue
2: Yeah dude. So you'd recommend it over a Cleveland A Cleveland cheesesteak Oh yeah (laughs) Wait, wait, Wait what the fuck was that?
3: freddy's favorite dish
2: oh
0: dude at po dubs right yeah bro P-Bubs. it's like
2: i don't know what the fuck i don't know how to describe it dude it looks like some old ass cafeteria american cheese slices and like <laughs> the saddest slice of roast beef if that's what it was yeah
0: mm. man i had the best most gourmet food in hawaii guys it was insane it was like it was, like, so good. Okay, okay Proto, okay,
1: stop flexing. I was waiting man. for details. No, it, it was, was good.
0: So good. It, was so it was, like, at the hotel. I. I it was just really good. I, I even forget where, what we had, but... <laughs> that shit was whack. It was, like, this pon- <laughs> pon- It was, like it this was so fil- forgettable, filipino. man. It was, like, this Filipino poncet with all these things. Oh, and, and at one point, we were eating uh, Oprah's... Uh, she has a little farm. You are eating Oprah? Yeah, she has a little farm in Maui and, and we were eating... Oprah's okra. Wait, doesn't
1: Hawaii fucking hate Oprah because she's trying to build that highway shit? Around. I don't know. The Oprah highway? Yeah. Oh, it's like the inner island highway? Or something like that. So she could get to her house faster. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I swear to God, that's it. But there's yeah,
2: first like, world problems and then there's just Oprah <laughs> problems. That's kind yeah. of it's bad. Like
0: yeah, I actually dined with a chef who dined, who chefs for Oprah.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah.
0: She's really cool. Her name's Bev. She's really nice. I
2: have, I have a feeling like she has, like, the super, like, spiritual diet. Like, she only eats certain foods. Like, it's veganism. Oprah lost her touch.
1: She's not in tune with her, uh... Yeah. With her black roots. Anymore. Yeah. She's not in tune with her roots. I
3: heard she, like... There's, like, a lot of Illuminati stories about her. She's trying to start yeah. her own religion. Yeah, like, I heard she's those. Like, like she she's crazy.
1: Yeah, Hershey's been like indoctrinated and shit. Uh, also, Obama too, supposedly <laughs> or some shit. <laughs> like they've been, they've been, I don't know, taken into the Illuminati. Yeah, we while no we're
0: of it, dude, Donald Trump to is to the antichrist. Speaking of politics, of Caesar, on our last episode, we were talking about listening to podcasts. And did you find your right, right podcast, moderate podcast, for and left, left <laughs> podcast?
3: I, I started listening to um, this tape one on podcast. podcast called "Pot Save America" because it was pretty up there. Um, but I, I thought it was pretty moderate because they didn't really sound like they were super into anything But then they they all work for Barack Obama's administration <laughs> oh, <laughs> well,
2: When so you said moderate. moderate like were you, were you trying to find direct center like an independent or are you trying yeah, to do like moderate left like, moderate, moderate. right
3: independent. Yeah like they'll just say both and then that's it okay. um, But you know what I did listen to the, I, I found one I started listening to um, the Ben Shapiro one Man, I can't oh, get over his little Jesus. voice though
2: I love him dude. The alt right <laughs> Yeah, listen to Alex Jones' podcast. So, so now
3: I'm listening to a uh, like like NPR, which I don't really, they they're pretty independent apparently, but they're super liberal. Yeah. So yeah. like I don't really consider them I'd, like more I I'd say moderate. they're
2: more left left uh, left, left of center. Of
3: center. Yeah. yeah. Um so I'm listening to them. I started listening to the Ben Shapiro one and um I'm listening to that Pots of America one, which I guess is a little more in between, but they are a little more liberal. Oh, that's um, a little spectrum you have But yeah.
0: So what do you think of Trump, Caesar? <laughs>
3: Uh, what are your <laughs> he's I think he's a little crazy
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing I feel like Yo, Sandman Who are you endorsing? <laughs> 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 I Bernie endorsing. Sanders 2020 Yeah, you heard I want to say here. Bernie for me I'm, I, I yeah, who, who the tape I'm
1: Yang
3: endorsing. Gang till I die Vote,
2: vote the fucking I mean, Sandman okay. He's coming to get you guys
0: I, But I also don't hate uh, Buttigieg
2: Dude, Buttigieg I'm going to say it right now Buttigieg is a corporate He's a corporate uh, plug-in Shell dude. He's a Every every moderate Democrat is just a, a closet Republican.
0: I don't know. I think <laughs> you heard any, it here first. Trump at this point, though. I don't know. Maybe Bloomberg. No, Maybe another billion.
2: <laughs> Bloomberg Bloomberg is just the democratic the democratic version of Trump it's another millionaire using his money to buy the he's election. like
0: 100 times richer than Trump though.
2: see what I say though So yeah we
3: just needed to get more like yeah. an even better businessman <laughs> <See, laughs> and now we, it will be better
1: we already went to one side of the spectrum with Trump now we gotta go to the other side with Bernie I'm telling you man we we, yeah. we, we need gotta, we there's a balance that we have to like but, play but with. we need to meet you, populism with more populism think, it, think of it All when right? it comes
0: down to though when it's, if it's Trump versus Bernie I feel like trump is just gonna say oh bernie's a communist and yeah. then middle america is really gonna take that in and yeah that, but that's well, they, you know, you know the do they really thing, matter
3: like like bernie just like i guess based on the polls projections and how the results are coming around nevada he's already declared victory yeah and trump released a tweet like earlier today i think like just 30 minutes ago where he said like it looks like crazy bernie did it or something like that mm-hmm. and then the he's crazy like crazy motherfucker nope, but, but like he he kind of like he He's like one of those I guess the way he phrased it It's kind of like He's just one of those dudes That kind of just busts your balls But then congratulates you Because that's basically what he did Backhand He said it looks like compliment. Crazy Bernie did it And then he's like Old Biden and stupid Tulsi Or whatever Like <laughs> uh, Watch the Democrats Like, you know, He said like Don't let the Democrats Screw you Bernie Congratulations Or something like that So uh, like it's, He's kind of like He's got some respect for
1: Bernie
2: Yeah I feel like
1: The old man's been at it For a long time That's why
2: But though, if The whole issue With Buttigieg to answer that question, man, if you look at the, like, when your own residents of the town you're a mayor of say you don't, you shouldn't be running a country, I think the people should mm-hmm. listen.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: I don't know.
3: Like, sometimes if, if anyone's going to hate you, it's the people that know you, you know? Yeah. But <laughs> but sometimes, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> but we, but the
0: thing is, when if it comes down to Trump versus Buttigieg, it's not like Trump could could say anything about Buttigieg's, uh sexual preference. Right, that, that's you'd be surprised.
2: Totally... Look what he said about racial issues in the post in the apparently post-racial America.
0: But that's different. That's not a. That's just an issue, not an actual person. Uh, when it comes to Buttigieg, that's an actual person, and and he can really gain votes. You if mean Trump says Anything about you mean uh, About Buttigieg's <laughs> sexual preference, I feel funny. like. I feel like they could really... See, I
3: feel like he can definitely phrase it in a way where he's not talking... He can phrase it where he he thinks that he's getting away with it because he's not talking about the sexual orientation, but rather a more pressing issue.
0: Looks like Crazy Bernie's doing well in the great state of Nevada. Biden and the rest look weak. And no way, Mini Mike can restart his campaign after the worst debate performance <laughs> in the like history five, six. Like, Congratulations, you, Bernie, and don't let them take it away from you. You gotta
1: hand it to Trump, man. That dude's a fucking meme. <laughs> he's a meme,
2: mind, bro. I
0: forgot that Mike Bloomberg is apparently like five, he's, six or something. Yeah. Like he's tiny. Sure. Mini Mike. Mini Mike.
2: But that's what I'm saying. Like, he, I feel a moderate won't be able to stand Trump. See, but wait, let me let see the point. I'll try to get out real quick. So,
3: I think, like, to your point, uh, Protus, about, like, how he can't make fun of sexual orientation, I think he can phrase it in a way where he attacks it without attacking it directly. So, like, an example is with Mexicans. Instead of attacking Mexicans, he'll say we need to like, defend our borders because we're increasing crime. Where he's clearly attacking the southern border, which means yeah. Mexicans. Where with sexual orientation, he can find other ways to do it. He,
2: like d- He does, he does a part...
0: Ta- I'm talking about one person, and in this election, he could say Mexicans in general, oh, we need to build it as well. But it's like... When you're actually talking about 1v1 and there's an actual person and there's a face to a name. That creates some sort of personality and individualism that is actually, I think, will help his case, Buttigieg's case. Because he'll he'll circle the wagons and get every gay person in the world behind him.
3: That could work. Possibly. But he can definitely attack him for being gay is what I'm saying.
0: And he, if he can, and he would, probably will. Any comment. That's automatic. Some some fire
3: unless it fires up his own, uh, voting population.
2: Yeah, that's true. Because if his population really really hates gay people, then him yeah. saying
3: that is just gonna fire him up.
2: Sure. It's it's okay to hate gay people. because yeah. our president. Said if if it's your okay. president is down yeah. and you
3: like what he's saying. Yeah,
0: the thing is, no matter how how you think, whether it be in business sense of economically, the fact that our current president is completely homophobic he's racist anti everything it's just goes to show that man if we, we need someone who who cares about people
2: someone like bernie sanders some, who's been fighting for america since the civil rights been era fighting for america yang gang. for the but, rights yeah, well, of but, the well,
1: people but, but yeah
0: mm. what i hate is that or what really bugs me is that some people vote for trump based just on the fact he's a good businessman you know
2: and that's not even true. He's a terrible businessman. Yeah. He's one. He's bankrupted three bankrupt. companies.
0: Yeah. yeah, but the fact that you know here it is 2020 and and our economy is doing well, people are going to say, "Oh, Trump's doing a good mm-hmm. job." But and that's
2: that's a poor understanding of economics. It's, and that's what It's Yanger a seven-year cycle. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: But you know, oh, we can say we're here, but it's it's Middle America who really decides. If yeah. you,
2: even with that concept, look how I still. Look, sta- yeah. Oh, sorry. Go it. ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You're I was gonna that. say Look how Bernie did In middle America In Iowa And he's got a good He's got a good look In the rest of middle America yeah. Well it's just in
0: the caucuses Not in the actual We'll see kind of what we, we'll happens
2: We'll see how it goes But it's You know The caucuses is the point It's a represent It's not A full representation Of the country But it's a You know A small sample awesome. And to regards of Yang Bernie said he would Love to have him On his cabinet And that would be A great idea would I would be, like that Yang That would be a great idea That would be a great idea I don't know about Did he these say he others? wants him To be
3: a part of the gang
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I hope
3: he did Otherwise he missed an opportunity I
1: don't know about these other states But I still stand by the fact Well by the Belief that California should segregate Or whatever What's it called when the State succeed? Cal-exit? Succeeds Cal-exit? There we go Cal Yeah, yeah. It uh,
0: I don't We should I, su- 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 succeed If anything I feel <laughs> we like succeed? Should, uh, We, should, <laughs> we succeed. should succeed If anything <laughs> I feel like that'll just make more
1: That'd be cool
0: man. No if If I succeed. Oh, I thought you meant split into multiple states and like no, five no. states. No, no, succeed. succeed like su- leave, uh,
3: leave the well, union. If, if I may, I will present some of the arguments because I remember some Against of the arguments. Seceding? No, <laughs> for, for secession? secession. One of them is that the whole reason we have, you know, the what is it? The I already forgot how what it's called. It's the electoral college. Is because you want to have more represa- representation, not only based on population, and so like an argument for California seceding is that we are like. If we were to go straight off like voting by popularity, California would be overrepresented in the whole United States when all the other states we might be speaking for them. And so if California does its own thing, then we get to vote for what we want to vote. And it makes sense that we'll do it because it'll benefit us. And then everyone else can vote for whatever else they want to vote because they're not like a huge West Coast city stuff type, you know, population. They're like more rural. They got their own thing going on.
1: That's true. Yeah. And that's why I believe we should secede.
3: Because, you know, city folk need things differently from rural folk, yeah, you know?
1: Yeah, we're definitely completely
2: you know, different. <laughs> you sound like a FarmersOnly.com commercial, right? Because <laughs> I mean, city folk have just so don't so many understand. farms
0: in California, though.
3: What? Yeah, well, the, part of this plan, though, is is that California will be split into certain sections. Yeah. And so there's, like, the state of Jefferson. There's, like, all types of things that you can, you can read Wait, into. Wait, no, it, I but... thought there was a different
0: thing. Are, are uh, you, yeah, are you talking about secession talking about... from the
2: union or the breaking down into multiple states of California?
3: Well, a little bit of both because they would, like, break into their own thing but also have, like, their own little mini states.
2: So, California as... Just doing its own uh, thing. California Because as a unit,
3: we would thrive, you know. If we just kind of took L.A., L.A. still needs, like, crops and water and stuff that we're getting from, you know.
0: The main issue with that, I think, is... Especially splitting into five different (laughs) separate entities. If we were to stay in the union, is that I feel like they wouldn't all (sighs) be uniformly Democrat. I feel like, especially some would become r- turn red yeah there's yeah.
1: A, there's a bunch of there's a, a whole lot of variety in the
3: maybe we california wouldn't even appreciate. be red or democrat we'd just be whatever the hell the california government goes by that'd be kind of interesting well, I'm just to talking see.
0: if we were staying in the union
3: oh mm. yeah, um, yeah. i know tape cause civil war That's <you're>
1: they're gonna listen
2: to this podcast <laughs> yeah. and like, huh, is it gonna be like
3: the end of the joker where everyone wears the mask uh, <laughs> alex jones if you're listening invite us to your podcast <laughs> <laughs> we need a platform to
2: speak yeah.
3: tapeworms <laughs> alt-right leaders <laughs>
2: alt-right <laughs> and alt-left how's, how's the
0: tapeworms challenge going uh, uh terrible yeah
1: <laughs> we haven't really gone to many shows you know
3: at, at i'm going to a. Uh, a jamaican um cooking class tomorrow so i'm counting that as one of my tapeworm challenge thing because it's like a little arts collaborative place where they're allowing someone to teach a cooking class and i'm gonna go support
0: your local diy yeah my local diy cooking show that's cool i guess cooking is always fun going with emma yeah nice that's fun i'm going to uh joshua tree tomorrow Mm. just excited just for sunday yeah just tomorrow just a day trip yeah so no concerts no shows what, what's up with that you said in January I'm gonna go you, you guys gotta You yeah, gotta get on it you guys I'm just
3: we're on, on that grind right now though. yeah
2: man I mean it's been a little weird lately I've worked the whole week I'm
3: gonna work
0: they were on, on that they were <laughs> on
2: that Kony 2012 challenge bro fired up in the beginning and it just burnt out after two weeks hey hey <laughs>
3: we're in the second month alright <laughs> if you were counting us Coachella's out, in two months nice man you said, even... you said by the
2: time Coachella roll around no it's the, 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 for it's the year for the year Oh, okay. That would have been
3: pretty hard yeah, for.
2: That would
1: dollars. have been terrible.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I do got to get on it.
0: Yeah. There's plenty of shows. I mean, it's going to be a little harder now that the wormhole's not really throwing shows.
3: Yeah, but then I wouldn't have paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, The whole point done. is to give them my money. Uh okay. So I could just actually find little bands and buy their CDs and no,
1: complete my merch. tape from challenge. Yeah, just buy the merch. Yeah. You just have a fucking room full of... <laughs> yeah, just just, just go on Hollywood Anthony? Boulevard, bro. <laughs> well, my is main thing
0: f- is being... I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this book, but The Four Agreements. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the And one of the four agreements is being impeccable with your word. And one of the... Especially with that one, I think it's either the first one or something like that is... Is being—I don't want to get a little too sappy, but say when you say something, you should actually mean it, or and you should actually do it, and and you should be impeccable with it. And I think when I read that book, however many years ago, I feel like that really resonated with me. And one of them is another one of the four agreements is don't take things personally, be impeccable with your word. There's two more. You look them up. Or, I have them written down somewhere. But, that's why I like it, because it's a challenge, man. Anyway, we have here Freddy Soltero, psychologist, reoccurring guest. I want to talk about today, not just psychology, but reverse psychology. And we're going to talk about it right after this break. So, stay tuned. So tell me, Freddie, you've been a psychologist in training for a little while now. I Maybe, I guess, all your whole life. Yeah, I guess you could say, say that
1: if you were to say it. Um, <laughs> Aren't we all, man? If you were to
3: say it, that's probably what you
0: would say. So everyone knows about psychology, at least some
2: parts or of it. Or Everyone
0: thinks, but... What I thought would be a cool segment idea is reverse psychology.
2: Oh, ah. okay. What do you is mean? Is there
0: any class? do you ever take a class on reverse psychology?
2: Well, reverse psychology as itself is, is it ever? pseudoscience, but okay. pseudoscience.
0: S- so, like psychology in a whole is also pseudoscience.
2: That's true. Sure, why not, man? Because we just the
0: reverse
3: psychology method. is a science because it's re- the reverse yeah. of psychology. <laughs>
2: reverse psychology itself is, I guess, it's a. Uh, misinterpretation of something called just mirroring actions so it's a way of building empathy so say i'm having a conversation with caesar and i want him to believe that i'm actually listening if i were to just repeat the last three words he told me and so say so say a sentence um you say. look very handsome today oh so what i'm hearing you say is that i look very handsome today just repeating those words in his mind makes it seem like i'm listening to him because it, re- it activates his mirror neurons where I'm mimicking his behavior. And that's the concept of reverse psychology. Well, I you-
0: thought it was more like... Uh, that's like the uneducated som- mind understanding. Something uh, <laughs> like, for instance, say that I you really wanted uh, these headphones... Right, like, it's like Sir sure, Freddie have these headphones, or like you know what I'm talking about. Of, I, don't I don't want. You, so headphones. you're like, trying,
2: you're trying to fool the other person to get to get your end of it, right? So say you want those headphones, I'm not letting you have it. Yeah. It's so like, oh, you I try- don't want them anyway. <laughs> right? Okay. So you're trying. So that's basically just it's a form of negotiation. So um. it, it's the same. It's the same thing. I'm mimicking it to make get your trust, and eventually by that you're more you're not you're not it's not like you're going to give it to me but you're going to be more inclined to give it to me it's like open to the idea so yeah. reverse
3: psychology is a term but the way we think it works is not what the yeah, textbooks If I
2: were to say it it's reverse psychology is a bastardization of the concept of just negotiation and just mimicking mm-hmm. mimicking as a because we are social beings mm-hmm. so mimicking is one way of us saying like oh i can trust him i can trust you because you remind me of myself Mm. We're all very mm. egotistical beings as as uh, a <laughs> whole. Facts, we like things that remind facts. us of ourselves. Facts. I am handsome. I'm pretty handsome. Yeah, also. you know, you actually are very handsome. Oh, that oh, no so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the that's the concept.
0: Whoa! So how how can we use reverse psychology to
3: or
2: mirror? Yeah, to, Freddy's ten tips to succeed in life
0: to better ourselves.
2: Uh so one thing is so let's say let's say um. I'm at a negotiation table with one of you gentlemen here. <laughs> Ye. Yeah. Simple things. So, example, you guys, you guys aren't in the studio, but Caesar's just kind of rubbing his palm, his hands together. So, if I'm doing the same thing, he's doing it. Eventually, I would start copying him, and then I start making some changes. And when I see that he's starting to mirror my actions the same way I do, mm-hmm. at that point, he's he's, he's very inclined. You have him. Does that also yeah, work hook, line, in and in
0: um with? members of the opposite sex yeah so if you're trying to so for example what's the
2: what's the one common complaint girls have against men you're never listening to me yeah, that's a big one. You don't have to be listening the entire time. Kind of what I did with. Oh <laughs>
0: shit, dude! Sorry dude. to Wait, all the women.
2: There's a cheat code it. to it, code? man. Oh, if if I were just to repeat the last three words you said, you would. I, I made you believe that I was listening the whole time. Oh, <laughs> dude,
1: this is too much power. It's bro. just reform
2: <laughs> reflection, but it also builds. It builds. It builds a sense of trust. Because, like I said, we all are very a- just egotistical. You're reminding me of myself. And I was like, oh, I can trust I can trust you because of it. I feel like Thanos right now. Another have, trick, if you guys want to know if a girl's actually paying attention to you, yeah. you start if she starts kind of marrying her actions. So, like, say, you know, you kind of say you guys are eating the same food. Like, you guys are both eating for ice cream. And, like, you set something down and she does the same thing. And then when you pick it up, she picks it up. She's unconsciously, by the fact that she's focusing in on you, She's unconsciously mirroring your actions. So if you're able to make know that, you kind of know you got... You're in. You you're know? in. Yeah. <laughs> so those two tips right you're there. You're too powerful, Freddie. We <laughs> yeah, have to dude. destroy you. <laughs> hey, man. Coaches don't play. So those
0: tips, are the, that's all you need to... That's <laughs> a find, start. To find love. Well, well, that's that's, a a, that's to detect. Is there any way of actually attracting?
2: Uh, same thing. So think about the most charismatic people. They make you feel smart. They in a sense, they're not talking about themselves. They have like the, they either have a genuine or they feign an interest in you. And that's kind of the concept of, uh, the same thing I was saying where you just repeat words. It's like, oh, so tell me about this. Tell me about this. Even if you're just feigning an interest in the person, it draws someone closer to you because they feel, like I said, we all want to be heard.
0: Hmm.
2: You know, I guess this is the shadow side of psychology. What's the key
0: to not using this power for, for, uh, maliciously? Yeah
2: well that's up to you that's what i'm saying there's you we all have encountered manipulative people and i guarantee you they've used some of these ways to get in your head <laughs> it's very covert manip- manipulative people and narcissistic people they all use these skills so if you want to use these for good you make yourself knowledgeable and then you can call people out on it i see where you're going with this you can you know counter their counter so say mm-hmm. that's the same rate i can get something good out of and I can get something that benefits me at the cost of Caesar by just making him feel that I have his best interest at heart. That oh, would suck. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, yeah, I, I think I was talking to... I was reading... I, I forget. I forgot the story. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> what was the story? Oh, I forgot. But it's like kind of... Okay, it's like kind of military tactics. Yeah. Which kind of plays into this where you're saying like if you think make someone think they're smarter than you, then you ha- have the upper hand. And, like, this is done in the military a lot, I guess, in tactics where...
2: It's interrogation um, tactics.
3: Well, yeah, like, you, you, you prepare an attack, and then you act like you're going to defend or something, or you're, like, too weak to defend. So you're like, oh, no. And you then feign you make, a weakness. Yeah, and then they come and attack you, and it turns out, you know, you're you super fooled, well-armed.
2: Yeah. It's the same concept. And, you know, I know, Pro- I know uh, Tony asked me about another one even just walking, if you walk at a certain pace with someone, like th- the closer you get to someone, when you start matching their pace, they start, you guys start in a way of matching each other's pace. So it's, yeah. and their mindset it's they don't, they're not conscious of it, but they're making unconscious uh, assumptions about it. They're like, oh, I must be, I must be interested in him because I'm listening so closely to him or I'm so close to him because closeness, physical closeness is a, is a, one nonverbal way of inti- uh, communicating intimacy hmm. yeah like the same stride yeah like the if same you're stride or like the same way of walking or uh, when someone sits very open to you so say i'm not i'm like this this you guys can't see in the studio i'm sitting with my arms crossed uh, away from caesar this means i don't trust them but if i sit more <laughs> open it's kind of like i'm more welcoming to him <laughs> Right. it's just it's body these lang- non-body like language body language nonverbal cues if you want to know reverse psychology it's all just nonverbal communication well, the good
3: thing about being a guy is that we don't understand communication <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, yeah i don't fall victim to any of these things
2: the whole point is to not understand it. it's just to pretend you understand it and that's mm. what i was getting at you you don't have to be listening the whole time just pretend you're listening you know
0: <laughs> so what is going on <laughs> in your mind if you're not actually listening
2: Whatever else I'd rather be doing, but um, <laughs> listening to a podcast. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's he's listening to, to a podcast. Yeah. About-
0: <laughs> you, this, you could be listening to this podcast right now and in the in a conversation, and sometimes
1: or like if one of our listeners it, listeners is on a date, they'll be thinking about this podcast and be like, "Oh wow, yeah, I'd rather be at home yeah. listening to that." Shit. <laughs> if you're
2: on a date, man, and like you just zoned out for a second, just be sure you catch the tail end of what she said and then just yeah. reflect it back onto her. Yeah. Yeah. You're just thinking about Freddie. You just thinking about me caesar <laughs> i'm just thinking about freddy on a fucking chair doing his little therapy sessions yeah yeah man i'm going to be doing that pretty soon i begin in may i'm going to start doing the actual therapy work dude you i feel like you'd be a great therapist cuz you like a dad you
1: have like this dad vibe a dad vibe yeah. thanks man <laughs> well, and especially if
0: it'll be nice cuz it'll be for youngsters right i'm going to be like work married
2: married couples uh So this is my training shit. This is like, uh, for those in the medical field, this would be like your residency. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be working in a charter school, working with uh, families and then students from transitional kindergarten, what was once called preschool, all the way up to 12th grade. So, you know, the oldest clients would be like 20 years old. The youngest would be as young as four. How do you start a session? Uh, How would you do? How would I start a session? Is there like a routine
1: that they teach you? Well... I don't know.
0: I've been I have. I don't know if you guys have ever done therapy before, mm-hmm. but I do it, and it's pretty easy. It's all you just sit down and you ask questions. She, yeah,
3: yeah. But knowing the type of person I am, I would not open up until like we have first, ways. First, first, we have you know, ways. we have ways. First yeah. thing too
0: is that before anything, you have like take a little questionnaire, intake, intakes. Well, there's a I
2: questionnaire, but then there's also an intake. <laughs> I have to let you know about your personal rights as a patient, like what I can and can't do, yeah. and confidentiality. But you know Caesar mentioned he was he'd be a little hesitant to open up. Yeah. There's ways to get around resistance. Oh <laughs> shit! Why, wait, Dude, you're way why, too powerful. Why would you lie,
0: right? Caesar? What's, what's, um, there to, what's there to
3: lie about? Um, it's Some not even people lying. are different. It's yeah, just, sometimes you're
2: just not comfortable. There's with There's no point in lying to a therapist. Yeah. You have yeah, but it's like let's lying say to your you lawyer. don't
3: even want to lie. You're just not comfortable talking
1: about certain things, and you just and lie it, as it's, a and defense it's not tactic. Not even because like. Yeah, like he's saying, like, it's not like because you don't want to not yeah. talk. It's because that's the way you were brought up. You it's know? the way it's your coping
3: It's like mechanism. in movies sometimes where like someone's crying through their eyes and they look like they want to open up about something, but they, you just physically can't. Sometimes well, you're not comfortable we're with We're trained
2: it. to look for those cues and then you just oh, yeah, you shit. you dig a little bit deeper and deeper. It's, You know, sometimes it's one grain of sand at a time and others it's shovelfuls. It depends on the person. It may take a few minutes, it may take a few sessions to get the client to open up, but there's ways around resistance.
1: And I feel like these therapists probably understand all those struggles and why you're like yeah. that. Because they've seen all that shit themselves, you know?
3: Yeah, maybe like a super seasoned therapist is like, oh, here comes another hard-headed Mexican. He's, he's, a, he's a little <laughs> He thinks turtle. he's not going to open up tonight. What but a fool. Uh,
1: boy, does he not realize. Boy, does he
3: though. Yeah. I well, spiked but- his drink with ecstasy. <laughs>
2: Give a little, a little truth serum. Yeah. Well, there was once one uh, practitioner back in the day. His name was Henry Nowen, and he was uh, in charge of bringing in clients to uh, mm-hmm. uh, going through the admissions process for uh, for potential clinical psychology students. So people wanting to be therapists. And mm-hmm. the reason he, the way he chose them was he looked for what he called wounded healers. So people who've gone through the struggles and have healed themselves because they, the biggest, the biggest. Look, if you were if you were to just strip everything about therapy into one concept, it's just empathy—being able to put yourself in the other person's shoes. Wasn't like
3: rapport one of the first things you have yeah, to build? Yeah, but to, like the to have
2: rapport, you have to have empathy. I have to be able to put myself in your shoes and understand what you're going through. Uh-huh. Yeah. And have you seen Have
3: you seen the show Addicted? No. Addicted. You should watch it. You would love it, probably. You think? What's well, the uh, show check I love it for some reason? But it's just about addicts, and then this one lady who used to be an addict and also well, a prostitute comes to the families and helps them to. Well, go to a home or something like that where they look try at the to concept the of AA.
2: You have, your sponsor is a former addict because they understand yeah. the struggles of yeah. it. It's the same reason with the therapist. A, gra- a great therapist isn't the most knowledgeable; it's the person who can relate to you. That's why the best therapists are wounded healers—people who have experienced trauma, experienced hardship, and know what it feels like to go with it, and have overcome it themselves. Well, you
3: know the the funny thing about what you're saying right now is that, you know, when you have a group of guys. They're more comfortable with guys that don't open up because if that's the type of person you are, you're comfortable with the person that has empathy for you not opening up. Birds of a so feather flock form together. Of therapy is just shooting the shit with guys who don't like talking about stuff like that, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. That's so what in one a one way, does. you're opening up, but you're not opening
2: up. What's to what one of them was, and they just opened the floodgates for everyone. No, and then they just kick him out of the group because <laughs> <laughs> you made things
3: uncomfortable and no one feels comfortable anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I mean, yeah. If two people love to open up about stuff, they find each other and they just open up and always have deep conversations and start that's crying
0: right. and stuff. That's me and Freddie.
2: Yeah, we <laughs> have some serious co- we have some serious conversations miss the goofiness of just us being guys. But that's <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: we yeah. like to have long philosophical debates, but also like to podcast.
1: I like to measure my penis with my friends. Yeah. Ew. So
0: tell me why you <laughs> want to do that. Whoa, whoa. I don't talk about philosophical. <laughs> oh shit! I said
2: too much. So tell me yeah, about that. There's, there's
0: something great because it's sort of the thing of, of guys just be very guarded and very. Uh,
3: I think you can be guarded and have philosophical conversations because I've definitely had those like that. But, but just but, it's the it's the deeper emotional but, stuff that yeah, emotional, where you're talking about stuff like be that's guarded different
0: and not talk about their true feelings. Yeah,
2: emotions. Ah. Yeah, that's, that's
0: so I, cringe, it's, it's definitely guys. interesting, though,
3: because it, it's select emotions, because I feel like I, I, I have things I'm not comfortable talking about. And I don't even know what those things are because I've never even gone there. But I
2: yeah. have had very deep conversations with people. Is that a scary thought? Having, oh, I don't having even know. unconscious feelings like, you can't even describe.
1: Like, I know friends who will talk about. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. I, I've, <laughs> had a, <laughs> I've had
1: homies who, who will talk about their, you know, their struggles at work and shit like that, yeah. how they're feeling. You know un, 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 unfulfilled or some shit, but they'll struggle to talk about like relationships and shit like that. yeah
2: well, you know how I see this that's just a projection, that's a comfortable way of bringing up deep core things that they can't process, like they can't talk about, yeah. but they bring it up in a more comfortable way, so like I can't talk about like what's bothering me deep down, but like I can relate it to like I'm having a hard time at work, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. kind of like that's mm-hmm. like leaving breadcrumbs to the actual source of the problem. Oh, oh. Ah. Yeah, well, see, yeah, exactly.
0: It's the the closer it hits to like actual the personal self. Like you can have these big talks about free will or philosophical things about other things, but the closer it becomes to who you are or who I am or, or who what I, you actually conceive of yourself as a person, as a human being, I I feel like it it becomes a little bit more harder to talk about.
2: That's when I say the defenses come up like the, the coping come up, yeah, yeah the coping mechanisms like all right you're getting a little too close <laughs>
3: in in some ways it's also a wise thing <laughs> cuz <'cause laughs> there's certain people that open up too easily to other people and and they're way too like open about talking things like this and then they end up getting hurt
2: that's the thing you know that's so that's what's scary about vulnerabilities we yeah. crave it in our relationships yet it can be used just as quickly against us yeah
1: yeah so what i've gathered from all this is that Pretty much every therapist is fucking crazy. Yeah. Therapy is So crazy? what's your fucking craziness? Yeah. Uh, what's your kink? Yeah. What's your kink? How much time do you guys have? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll be honest. Like, I've gone through my own issues with traumatic experiences and just hardships like anyone else does. Yeah. But I think a certain few of us who experience that get called to do greater things than ourselves. And... That's the concept of the wounded healer. He gets he heals his wounds, yeah. and it wakes up something with him that I need to go and help everyone else do this too, because I overcame this for a reason, and it's I was given this hardship help. for a reason. So why marriage and family therapy? Was well, that uh, what you would like? Um, that's what you're specializing right? Your emphasis. Right? It's my emphasis, but you know, it's kind of like being a lawyer. You can practice different forms of. Law same way you can. Oh, okay. I'm qualified to see couples. I'm qualified to see families. I'm qualified to see anyone from zero to a hundred, and any and any issue. Just because you, and you have
3: to get the fundamentals in order yeah. to even specialize, right?
2: Well, and it's also just my study is um. So I would see, I would see uh, issues in the in the, in the understanding of like relationships. So how is this affecting you, your relationships? Because At the core of i had mentioned, we're social beings. So any dysfunction within yourself is obviously going to be causing dysfunction with the people around you. Uh, So that's my model of looking at things. So you know, you fuck with that, huh?
1: I fuck with that heavy. Yeah,
2: (laughs) it's it's an interesting concept, but I'm starting to recognize how we do have this uh, source of power, I guess. Yeah. What do you think
3: is the best way to deal with emotional problems? Is it talking it out? Is it finding a
2: distraction? Is it just a combination? You know, the one thing, uh, here's what what we say about coping mechanisms. They're not bad. You know, coping mechanisms can be, you know, what we describe as good or bad. So, like, working out to, like, get all that stress out is a good one. But some people resort to drinking. Mm. And the understanding is that these coping mechanisms do their job of keeping you safe. From like experiencing emotional distress But you understand at some point They stop working
0: Hmm. I say I mean I'm not a psychologist But I'd say uh, Freddie you probably agree too A, a holistic approach Whether yeah. it be therapy A mix of therapy But also you know mm, Something that uh, A very positive feeling activity Whether it be exercise Whether it be talking with a, a loved one uh, so it's, if there's deep issues, therapy plus good things. And also for me, I feel like it's just treating your body right because your yeah. body and your mind are very interconnected. So getting enough sleep, eating good food.
2: I'd add spirit to it. And not spirit just
0: too, body, mind, spirit, the whole thing. So a holistic approach. Yeah. I mean, you got to get the environment right. Too. But yeah, in it's regards to dark. I
2: guess to wrap it all around and summarize your question, you heard from Tony. There's different forms of it. Yeah, but you know, if you really want to handle the core of these issues, you have to be willing to let go of some of the unhealthy coping mechanisms, and you got to bring them up to the sur- to the surface, because you got to understand like, think of it like a computer. Like, in the concept of like these emotions that you're keeping unconscious yourself, they act like the processor they're running in the background they're running these programs over and over and you're just operating on them and you're unconscious to it you're just operating but eventually you start noticing things aren't working and it's kind of just like taking the computer apart and looking at the processor in a sense we're taking you apart and looking at the core of these things so like why do you because these emotions <laughs> can be the reasons you act out in certain ways these for example people who have a major drinking problem may just be operating off a sense of hurt that they never dealt with and their way of protecting themselves from, you know, emotional distress or like a perceived threat is just to drown it out with alcohol. It's just their way of dealing with the emotions.
1: You know, I'm was i I'm actually reading this book right now called The Truth About the Myth of, About the Myth of the Disease Alcoholism or some shit like that. Yeah. And uh, it's this philosopher dude going ham, going to town on the mis perceived misconception misconception about how alcohol being alcoholic is a, is a disease and he's saying that it's usually just because it's like the only way you know how to live <laughs> so like you go out and you drink on a saturday night because you have nothing else to do and you keep doing that shit it's like a habit at that point but is it really like the alcohol that's addictive or is it the lifestyle that you're living that's a good add- time yeah yeah it's just and i'm just like oh shit that's an interesting take
2: you know i i like that. for some reason i keep going back to the metaphor of a computer you're just running the same program over and over yeah and if that program ends up just you you program yourself to just drink alcohol yeah and that's kind of the concept you know and you can always change it in that Mm. sense
1: so if you're feeling down instead of going out to going out to pick up a bottle go do something else
2: go do some, go something that what you're anything feeling that if you feel good and you want to
1: go pick up the bottle yeah, oh shit <laughs> i mean it's better than
3: what, what do you think about oh i don't know no no saying. go ahead what, what do you think about like emotions and and issues with emotions and and the mind do you think it's it's ever something that can really be healed or is it just an ongoing process
2: what do you mean by that
3: because, I mean, with the whole coping mechanism thing, it sounds like the coping mechanism is something that works temporarily and yeah. may not even be working. Meaning there are better solutions that can deal with it at the core, meaning, you know, extinguishes it. Whereas, do you think, mm-hmm. like, other issues can just be issues that you will deal with with your whole life and all you can do is cope with them?
2: Yeah. I like the concept of it. And I, I like to think as coping mechanism like a band-aid. So it's always like the quick heal, the quick fix. And, you know, unfortunately, like things with PTSD, they're chronic.
3: Yeah, I guess maybe, yeah, chronic issues. There's
2: chronic. That's, you know, the things you witness, the traumas you witness aren't ever going to go away. They're always going to be part of your life. But how you cope with them is better ways. And, you know, it's not necessarily getting rid of the coping mechanisms or all coping mechanisms. It's just at the core of it is a dysfunctional way of handling your emotions so if you got to the core of this is why this is how i feel and this is why i feel this way because you understand like we all have executive control over our thought process so a lot of a lot of the concepts of therapy a lot of the models are based around how you come to terms with those perceptions so take someone with ptsd and every time for example veteran every time they hear something that reminds them of war an unconscious mind would just repeatedly take them back to where they're at. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is always going to be a chronic issue. And what I mean in and, and treating it chronically in long term is, okay, identifying when you may have a trigger. So you, you reserve executive control of your brain. So instead of going to your lower reptilian brain, which is just operating mm-hmm. on emotions and fear, you use your higher functioning part of your brain, which is like, no, we're not there anymore. We don't have to act this way. Because a lot of the times it's just you, um, you surrendering control to a lower part of your brain.
0: And on that point too, I think, it's especially with mental illness, it's not like it, you know, you break an arm and you heal it and it goes back to 100%. Yeah. For some people, I think it could really be a whole lifetime of, of constant ongoing recovery whether it be from a single traumatic event or, or an early life or early childhood. um, It's a, it's so very important. uh, So like
1: for the case that Caesar brought up, if some, if he's like being asked to share his emotions and he sees himself about to be closed off, you know, he should be wary of that and maybe say something, maybe say what he's feeling.
2: I don't know. A lot of times it's, it's not going to be easy because that you described like that feeling of like, I need to stop this. Yeah. It's almost like you're feeling a crack in the dam and you got to realize like, okay, I have to, he's he's like raising his defense. Yeah. He's raising (laughs) his defense because he doesn't, a lot of times that's kind of like, it's, um, that feeling of like, you're getting to the brink of like, it's going to hurt me. Yeah. Is your brain in a way reminding you how it feels to feel that. And it's like, you don't want to feel that. That's why it's your brain telling you, like, stop right now because we don't want to relive that moment. Yeah. But, yeah, and it's, it's crazy how how subconscious it is because I really don't have any true logical
3: aversion to emotions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just feels weird to talk yeah. about it. It feels like cringe. It's right? just like, oh, like, I don't want to yeah. talk about that. And, well, and you're just
2: so conditioned in that way that it's just like. Yeah. And you just said it. You're conditioned to feel yeah. that way. And,
3: and in cases like that, it's, it's difficult to understand where if this is how you do think will it truly be beneficial to me or is it beneficial to other people who don't have this aversion? And should I just
1: find alternate versions see, of... The way I approach a situation like that is I'll catch myself and be like, okay, I definitely feel myself being a little defensive right now. Maybe let's see how this works out and I'll open up and just whatever happens, happens. I'll Just see what's up. You, know? you ride yeah. the wave? Yeah, I just ride the wave, man. Just ride... <laughs> what's
0: <laughs> nice too is that we could still say things and say... And confront feelings through other modes that aren't conversation I mean we play music together oh, yeah. one thing that we can is great is that especially with music is that we can sort of uh, transfigure this sort of emotion into into music if we were feeling really down we could come up with music that sort of uh, translates these things into a, a yeah. non leg language sort of way that because I feel like anytime at least for me anytime I am feeling uh, some sort of emotion and I don't I don't confront it and I let it sort of m- marinate in the back of my mind I always regret it I always feel like man why why am I still letting this kill me and just dealing with it in some way, whether it be talking with someone or using it or, or bring it into the forefront through music or, you know, a song or even yeah. just writing it down in a journal, something, some sort of way. It just lets it out, lets it go, brings it out into a physical space.
2: Yeah. I like that concept you brought up, Tony. It's, it's, and it's kind of, it kind of goes hand in hand with what, um with what Caesar just said. It's, you know, when you're trying to process an emotion, it's kind of hard to talk it out because if it's requiring you to take a logical approach to an emotional thing, yeah. whereas music gives you the avenue. Music is a very feeling. It's a feeling aspect. It's something. Mm-hmm. It's not something you listen to in a logical sense. So it's kind of it, it goes, It's more. It's a more tangible way of exercising your emotions. It's a feeling way of feeling your emotions. And in a way that doesn't necessarily you know bring back harsh memories that you're not ready to tackle at the moment whereas if you're going through the logical approach or like you tell me how it feels like describe the feeling and you're working with the person because you know at some point working with with trauma you have to revisit the trauma to it's like you have to face your fears but -hmm. with music it's you know it's a it's an avenue that you're fighting fire with fire you have these emotions you're Dealing with them in a healthy emotional way, as opposed to a reactive emotional way. Yeah, I
1: feel yeah, I feel like um, musicians kind of make music for themselves, you know, an outlet to just fucking. Release and everyone all else that just kind of vibes with it. Yeah, if you <laughs> fuck with it, you fuck with it. Unless yeah. you're like a big ass pop star and like you're being told what to write. <laughs> fucking Drake and shit with his Ghostwriters. <laughs> yeah.
0: But even then, music can... If it, no matter who you're writing it for, it could still be
3: therapeutic. I mean, you you know, music therapy. therapy.
0: It's a big thing. Yeah. Art therapy. Is is yeah. um,
3: is there like approaches that you've been taught like in your courses where like let's say, because I can definitely see like like in my case, no, I'm not comfortable talking about emotion and stuff, but yeah. I'm like a very mild case. But like if you were to like do like <laughs> some homeboy industry stuff where like Father Greg Boyle does, where like he yeah. talks to cholo's and gangsters and stuff, he'll tell them like how do you feel today, and they'll shank them. They're not like don't talk to me about that shut stuff. Up, you know, they are yeah. like, shut up. We talk about some pussy shit, you know, like, like there are cases like that where they're like, all right, like you can still get them to be emotional, but maybe, you know, like ask them, what does that tattoo mean? You know, stuff like that. You know, like, do you get taught techniques? Cause there's you're not going to be able to get everyone to talk about their feelings yeah. to you.
2: It's not, you know, not, there's not one model that works for everyone. And like some people, that's what I'm saying. Like some therapy re- requires some form of executive and logical way of thinking about things. And like in traditional talk therapy, but, like, for example, like, someone who's like, oh, I don't talk to therapists. That's kind of pussy shit. You're like, all right, well, how do you, you find other ways that they express things? You kind of want to learn a little bit about the person. So, say, it for example. back to rapport, I guess. Huh? Yeah, it builds rapport. Like, all right, like, we don't have to talk about that. Just tell me about yourself. And you tell me, oh, I'm a musician. It's like, oh, okay. For example, I'd probably be like, what kind of music do you play? What kind of music do you listen to? Because it tells me Chicano what's rap. going on in <laughs> in your inner processing without you being aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's what gets people pissed
0: off. The that comes to mind that when you talk about it is like this sort of circle, labyrinthian sort of thing where you start outward and, and you go. It's a spiral? It's sort of spiraling yeah. closer and closer to your inner self, you know.
2: I There's always this metaphor I see on a bunch of therapists. It's an l- image I see on therapist pages. It's, um, it's like a client with a giant tangled up ball of yarn and it's the therapist untwining it and straightening <laughs> it out. And that's kind of the process of what it is. Mm -hmm. you know it's funny my
3: final thought i guess is is i I keep coming i guess in my own head to the concept of ignorance is bliss because to some degree you know when you're untangling this yarn the assumption is that there's something beautiful inside but what if you know untangling all this psychology in our head just leads to existential dread and not anything good (laughs) so psychology in a way you know has a positive outlook in the mind where it's like we're gonna you know talk to you and we're gonna get somewhere good
2: well it takes a little bit of philosophy too I took a class that saw philosophy as a science and both as an art. So I try to practice both. And then I add a little flavor of philosophy where existentialists like Nietzsche would tell you, you make, it's what you make of it. And the fact that you cleared out all that clutter gives you the space to say, okay, I've taken out this foregone and like dysfunctional way of looking at things. I have a clean slate. To say this is how I want to look at it. This is the un my unfiltered way of seeing life. Yeah. If you choose to take the pessimistic approach, it's at least your authentic approach and not the traumatic one. If you take a more optimistic yeah. approach, it's. it's I your feel space. like
0: it, it it it's sort of giving these two two options that of of psychology and maybe philosophy too is like here's these two things. Would you rather currently live a life that? Is maybe not your true self and is guarded, or would you rather and and you're not very happy, or would you have this life where you are you're closer to your true self, and but more? You hate your life, but you hate your yeah. life, yeah. But <laughs> it's your authentic self. <laughs> it's your authentic oh, self. So and that that definitely shows ina- the shoe philosophy rather, about it. Would you rather it. have your inauthentic self and being in this marginal sort of happiness of not really being comfortable with who you are, or who? who yourself is, or would you rather, you know, live the good life of being who you are as closer to yourself and not, you know, being bound down with these, uh, certain, I don't know, traits. I, I don't want to say traits, but like, uh... Perceptions? Yeah, perceptions. I want
3: to, I want to say too, like, I wonder if that's like, I don't know, just because of what you're talking about, I wonder if that's like a Western ideal or just... How many, like, countries follow this idea about authenticity to yourself? I think it's an Easter tradition, too. Yeah,
2: because
1: that's kind of of interesting. Well,
0: yeah, Buddhism... Because in in a way, we're
3: saying you'd value authenticity of yourself over, like, happiness if if authenticity... Yeah. Which is kind of interesting, you know?
0: The thing is, too, I think what this sort of says is that the closer you are to to your true self... Is that you will be happy. That you will be happy, right? Yeah. Because in, in this state of of your uncom- of comfortability, or you're not, your, it's not authentic
2: happiness. I, I think there's such a thing. This is my personal understanding and I take it from Buddhism too. I think there's such a thing. Damn, we got some Buddhists in the podcast. Now if you, us. if you take, if you take an approach of like, you have this form of pessimistic optimism. where like, I still think the life is always the worst case scenario, but it's my authentic view about it. So I take happiness in that and that's kind of like I can find happiness in a yeah. pessimistic world because I found happiness in the in my authentic self it
3: definitely takes some optimism
2: yeah and I mean it goes the other way around there can yeah. be optimistic pessimism where you just you keep hoping not only
0: optimism but just some some sort of uncomfortability and being able to like conf- confrontation you know yeah confrontation I think that's what it takes the
3: most. Yeah. I don't know. We unraveled the tapeworm yarn.
0: Well, we, I think we only really... St- uh, we're still at the tip of the iceberg. We're tip of the worm? Obviously, Freddie, we love having you on, and we're going to keep having you on.
2: Yeah, we we like every time. For the foreseeable future. Yeah. yeah. So how was your guys' first therapy session? Yeah, honestly, this <laughs> felt like a th- it just reaffirmed my hate <laughs> for psychology. <Jeez. laughs> <And> therapy <laughs> Hate is a
0: very strong word, right?
2: That's Freddy? the beauty of psychology. We can be both a science and an art. We're not as uh. You're versatile.
3: You're the
0: versatile.
2: We're the versatile. We're the science. science is the top. Psychology is the bottom.
3: <laughs> we're like the we're the Boeing. Like you're you the know? no. Science. We're a power is the top. bottom. We're power bottom Vers <laughs> psychology is the versatile.
1: Well, I want to be a psychologist now.
0: We're hitting about. Freddie's so powerful. Yeah,
1: dude. We're hitting around <laughs> the hour power.
0: mark, guys. Is there anything else uh, we'd like to discuss <clears> before we wrap this today's episode? i don't know i'm not
1: sure i could talk all day
0: well i know before we wrap up ramon you've been you've been, <laughs> ta- been mouthing off no you've been playing guitar i know we talked about this last month i mean here it is end of february you're playing lots oh yeah that's my
1: uh not my resolution because i said where resolutions are fake but um uh, that's my goal for the year yeah i've been playing a lot more guitar lately
0: yeah check out um, ramon's soundcloud right no, don't
1: check out my SoundCloud. Okay, don't,
0: don't check it out then. But but yeah, I just just released... know that there is a SoundCloud out there. Yeah. Just imagine what it sounds like. And it. it's
1: definitely not under my real name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and we're definitely not going to be
0: playing at the end of this show. Yeah, we're definitely
1: not going to be playing it at the we end. We are, we are. Um, yeah, I've released two little demos this week. Uh, I had a free time. I've been pretty busy with work. And... But on my f- free time I f- try to like Practice recording shit And these two songs Came up and I was like Ah fuck it I'll record Are we gonna
0: play one of
1: them? Probably
0: Yeah we are Nice At the end of the show Cool And
1: Yeah I've been playing A lot of guitar Yeah I'm sticking true to that
0: Let's jam and get some more We need to We need to do that Yeah
1: more. man We definitely do Wow Tape so need to do, Start doing shit We don't do shit Let, let your
0: gus- We do this podcast Let's talk oh, after About some other stuff i am talking just- about like
1: The band band Yeah let your guitar be your therapist. It's been my therapist since I was 12, <laughs> my
0: friend. Um, all right, Friday, any uh, any last little comments, concerns, suggestions, comments?
2: Uh, No, man, it would be, um, so this group therapy session will be 80 bucks each from you. Oh, oh shit. shit.
0: <laughs> all
3: right. So you're going to start renting <laughs> out one of the rooms? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man.
2: Well, guys.
1: That was it. A- cool. <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tape Rooms podcast. And remember, keep it wormy.